0: Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. We'll continue to clap your hands into the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For He alone is worthy to be praised. Jesus, we praise You. We magnify You, Lord. You are worthy to be praised. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank You for those nail-scarred hands. Thank You for those nail-scarred hands, Jesus. We love You, Lord. We praise You, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, I want to kiss somebody, just lift up your hands, just like, hey, amen, I want you to just imagine that you're reaching to those nail scar hands, and I want you just to raise your hands, and whatever your cares are, whatever your concerns are, just give it to Jesus today. The Bible says to cast your cares upon him, for he cares for you. That said, Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We turn to you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We glorify you, Jesus. We cast our cares upon you, Lord. We place it into your nail-scarred hands. Amen. And we allow you to do what only you can do. Praise God. If you're thankful for what you feel, and if you're glad that you're not the only one that is here feeling what we are feeling today, why don't you turn to two or three people around you. Tell them, I love the Lord and I love you. I love the Lord and I love you. Praise God. Amen. Such a wonderful presence of the Lord that is here, a ministering spirit. And we just thank the Lord for his presence today. In his presence there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. I know it's cold outside, but thank you for making your way to the house of the Lord on this frozen Sunday, amen, where we can just thaw out in the presence of God. Thank you for being here today. It's already been said, but to all of our guests, thank you for being here. Can we give all of our guests a wonderful hand clap today? (laughs) Praise God. We appreciate all of those that are here, those that are maybe visiting from another apostolic church. God bless you today. Love your pastor and his wife. We thank God for Pastor and Sister Edwards. Amen. Amen. Let them know how much you love them. Praise God. See, he mentioned, I was 11 years old when we started making our way to Whitehaven United Pentecostal Church. And um, just appreciate this wonderful couple. Ever since I've known them, I've always looked up to them. But I've watched them in good times and bad times. Serve the Lord with faithfulness. And um, I just thank God that this church is blessed and privileged with authentic, genuine Christian leadership and pastor and sister Edwards. One more time, clap your hands and thank the Lord for them. When they began to sing that song, my mind could not help but to go back to our time in Memphis. And I thought, boy, you all have been blessed for 30 years, 31 years now to have the Edwards here. And uh, I wish my son was here, of course, through the years, no and cherish, have been blessed and privileged to hear Brother Sister Edwards sing. But today was a special blessing because that song that Brother Trimble wrote, that is my dad's favorite song. And uh, when my mother passed away, that was the song that helped him to make it through. And I'm just thankful, amen, that we can still sing those songs and feel the presence of God that we felt here today. Amen. But we love Brother and Sister Edwards. Amen. My wife and I are daughter are just thrilled to be here our son is at Urshan college we just dropped him off um, this weekend and we miss him very dearly and uh, he loves this church loves the edwards and of course he's been to sunday school many times here and this church has been a blessing and development in his walk with god and so we just appreciate all of you all And we thank the Lord for you. And we're just thrilled to be here today. Amen. Before I hop into the word of the Lord, let me give you a scripture. The Bible says, it is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. For his compassions, they fail not. They are new every morning. When I woke up this morning, I was reminded about the mercy of Almighty God. That it's new every morning. But it's not only new every morning, but it's new every week. It's new every month. And it's new every year, no matter what your past is, no matter what your failures are, no matter what you've done in your life. I want to remind somebody here today that his mercy is afresh and new today. If you're thankful for the mercy of God, can you clap your hands once again? Can somebody lift up your voice and can you thank God for his mercy? Hallelujah, Jesus. We praise you today, Lord. We glorify you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I know it feels like negative degrees outside, so I'm not going to keep you long, but I want to direct your attention to the book of Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, verses 25 and 26, and then skipping down to verses 36 and 38. Amen. Luke chapter 2, verses 25 and 26, and then skipping down to verses 36 and 38. Amen. Thank you, praise team, for leading us into the presence of the Lord. Amen. It's such a wonderful anointing that is flowing in this house. And I believe amen, that the Lord is here not only to heal, but also to deliver, to set free. If you've come into this house bowing depression, I believe in Jesus' name that the Lord is going to set you free. Praise God. If you've come here broken hearted, I believe that the Lord is going to mend your broken heart. Not only is the Lord here to heal and to deliver, but he is here to save. Praise God. We rejoice with our dear sister who received the Holy Ghost on the first Sunday of this 2024. God can do it for her. He can do it for anybody here today. If you believe that, can you shout hallelujah? Amen. Luke chapter 2, verses 25 and 26, can you shout amen? If you can see it, if you have it in your Bible, can you shout amen? amen? I'm reading from the New King James Version. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Verse number 36, now there was one Anna, a prophetess, a daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years, or until she was 84, who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem." The Bible tells us that Simeon was a righteous man, just and devout, who was waiting for the consolation, the hope of Israel. And he was led by the Spirit into the temple because he had been given a promise. Can somebody say a promise? Verse number 36 tells us of Anna, who was a prophetess, and that she was also devout unto God, who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she came in the instant gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of all those who looked, who were waiting for redemption in Jerusalem. Just for a few moments here this afternoon, I want to speak to you on this subject, the promise, the prophecy, and the prophetess. The promise the prophecy and the prophetess. Amen. One more time, can you place your bibles, your smartphones, your tablets down and can you clap your hands once again? And can somebody give God praise? Jesus, we magnify you, Lord. We glorify your holy name. You are worthy to be praised. We thank you for the anointing that is flowing in this house. Now, we ask, Lord, that will continue to flow. Anoint the ministry of your word, anoint your servant and anoint this congregation. We pray in Jesus' name. Can somebody shout in Jesus' name? God bless you. you may be seated. Is there anybody here thankful to be in the house of the Lord today? I know amen it's cold outside but I wonder is there anybody that is grateful that you are in the house of God on this winter Sunday? Does anybody feel like David? When he said, I was glad, when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. If you feel like that, can you give God praise? Can somebody give God glory? Can you give him honor? Can you just thank him for being in his house this afternoon? Praise God. It is a privilege to be in the house of the Lord today. Not just the fact that your pastor, amen, decided to have service despite the weather. Amen. But it is a privilege to be in the house of the Lord because there are many around the world that do not have the opportunity to worship God freely. But we are blessed to be living in the United States of America where at this time we still believe in the freedom of religion. Amen. We could come and worship God without any fear of any repercussion from the government. We are truly blessed today. We are truly a privileged people to be in a facility such as we are in right now that has nice padded pews and, and a heat, amen, that is pumping into this place on this cold uh, January day. We are blessed to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. There is another psalmist who wrote these words. He said, A day spent in his courts is better than the thousand elsewhere. And then he said, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God, than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Does anybody feel that way here today? That you would much rather be here in the house of God on a cold January Sunday than to be anywhere else? Uh, is anybody thankful that when you came into the house of the Lord, uh, amen, that you could feel the presence of God? Does anybody rather be here than anywhere else? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Last night I was able just to see just a little, a little picture of, of football fans who were standing outside at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Amen. They were just out there shouting, screaming their lungs out. Some were there because they wanted to see Taylor Swift. But even Taylor Swift was there because she wanted to see her beau, Travis Kelsey. But I saw a picture of the coach, his Mustache was frozen, icicles. But they were out there in negative degree weather screaming and yelling because they wanted to be there. They were a part of the kingdom. But ladies and gentlemen, I came, amen, to the house of God. I didn't have to worry about being frostbitten. I didn't have to worry about, amen, not be able to feel my fingers and my toes. I came into a nice heated building, amen, more than that, I came into, amen, the kingdom of God, more than just a football game, but I came and I entered into something that is eternal. Can I remind somebody in this place that I would much rather be here than shouting my lungs out at a football game? I would much rather be here than anywhere else. Oh, Lord God, when you take me? Take me in the house of God. There is no other place I would much rather be. There is no better place than in the house of the Lord. If you feel that way, can somebody, if you're able, stand to your feet? Can you put your hands together? And can you glorify and magnify the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise God. Turn somebody and tell him it's a privilege to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Here we are. Amen. In the house of the Lord, in the year of 2024, we are in the beginning of a new year that also kicks off the start of an election year, a presidential election year. Tomorrow, amen, it's the official start with the Iowa caucuses. There are many people who are ready to get on and to get over with it all, with this election and with this year. But don't worry, I'm not going to get political. I don't believe that the pulpit should be used for politics but for reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Last week we were um, in Saginaw, Michigan. We start off the year, amen, there in Michigan. And I said it there last week, but I want to say it again. I'm not preaching the same message over, but I felt in prayer, amen, just to say this, no matter who's in the White House. I know that there are those who care who's in the White House, and and if you are able to vote, you should vote. But I come to remind somebody that no matter who's in the White House, no matter what happens this year, the fact of the matter is we are getting closer to the coming of the Lord. I said we are getting closer to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that we are witnessing going on in our world today is pointing to the reality that Jesus is coming again. When you look at what's going on in the Middle East, in Israel, in the Gaza Strip, in the Red Sea, there what's happening even in Yemen. When you look at what is transpiring in the Middle East, and when you look at what's happening in Ukraine. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you that all of it is pointing to the fact that Jesus is coming again. Jesus said that in the last days, you're going to hear of wars and rumors of war. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Turn to my tongue, the end is not yet. Instead of being troubled, Jesus encourages us that when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. So can I say it like I said it last Sunday, even though I'm not preaching the same message, but can I just tell somebody here today that no matter what happens this year globally, politically, socially, or economically, look up and lift up your heads. Jesus is coming. Jesus is on the way. Amen. I Come to remind somebody that it won't be very long, but soon and very soon we're going to meet the king. Amen. Soon and very soon there's going to be a trumpet that's going to sound. Amen. The Lord's going to come back for his bride, the church. Soon and very soon Jesus is going to take his church out of here. The rapture of the church is going to happen because Jesus is coming again. Is anybody looking forward to the rapture of the church? Can somebody clap your hands? Can somebody lift up your your voice, can somebody say, even so, come Lord Jesus. He's coming again for the church, and he's also going to come again a second time to this earth physically. Jesus is coming again. Amen. It seems like just yesterday, but a few weeks ago, we came through, went through, celebrated the Christmas holiday season. Hopefully everybody had a good holiday but well, you know a lot of times when we celebrate christmas much of the focus is on either on the birth of christ or on christmas presents or both and i know that we're past christmas and but if you allow me to here today i want to submit to you that the miraculous birth of jesus christ is not just a one time a year christmas message but it's a year round gospel message amen if you allow me to i want to preach to you amen from a passage of scripture Concerning, amen, the newborn, babe, Jesus Christ. Here in this passage of scripture that we read, I pray that it will be a blessing to you. This message will somehow encourage, amen, those that are here today, those who might be watching online. But here in Luke chapter 2, we read about two special senior citizen believers, Simeon and a prophetess named Anna. The reason why these two are so important is because the message they gave the day that baby Jesus was presented in the temple is relevant to us. The Bible tells us that after Jesus was circumcised on the eighth day of his earthly existence, that he was named just as the angel spoke to Mary, just as Gabriel spoke to Joseph, that you are to name him Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The Bible tells us here in this passage that after Jesus was circumcised, he was given the name that's above every name. Does anybody believe that there is no greater name than the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Amen. The Bible says, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, of things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. If you believe that the name of Jesus is highly exalted, I want to catch somebody give that name great praise right now. If you believe that there is no greater name than the name of Jesus, neither is there salvation, hallelujah, there is no other name like the name of Jesus. Can somebody shout Jesus. Can somebody shout Jesus? So here in Luke chapter 2, the Bible tells us that he was given that name that was already spoken by the angel, the very name of God. Amen. Because the name Jesus simply means Jehovah is Savior. Yahweh has become our salvation. It's the very name of God. Then the Bible tells us in verses 22 and 24, That when the days of Mary's purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord and to offer sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. After he was circumcised, after he was named, amen, Mary and Joseph took him to Jerusalem, not a long track from Bethlehem and there they presented him to the Lord. The reason why the Bible says that they offered up two turtle doves or two young pigeons was to show us their socioeconomic status. They were from Nazareth. Joseph was a hard working man, just a blue collar worker, but according to the law, amen, if you were wealthy, you could offer up a bull, amen, you could offer up a cow, red heifer. If, amen, you were more middle income, you can offer up a goat or a lamb, but if you were poor, Amen, there was provision made for you in the law of Moses to offer up two doves or two young pigeons. And so the scriptures give us an understanding that Mary and Joseph were not wealthy people. They were not even middle-income individuals. They were poor individuals, but yet, amen, they obeyed the word of God. They presented Jesus, amen, the son of God in the temple. The scriptures tell us in the passage that we read that it's while they were offering up a sacrifice according to the law that Simeon enters into the temple led by the Spirit. He had been given a promise. Can somebody say a promise? He had been given a promise revealed to him by the Spirit that he would not see death until he had saw the Anointed One, the Messiah, the Lord's Christ. This is what he had been faithfully waiting for and now The time had come. As soon as Mary and Joseph were finished offering up the sacrifice, Simeon came and took the newborn Christ up in his arms and began praising God. He said, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. When Mary and Joseph heard those words, they were amazed, amen. They marveled, the Bible says, by what Simeon said. But that wasn't all that he said. He prophesied to Mary concerning the future of her child and the sorrow she would experience in the future. But what he prophesied wasn't just for Mary, but for Israel, for us, and for the whole entire world. Because, ladies and gentlemen, he prophesied that Jesus would be crucified, but that through His death the thoughts of many hearts would be revealed. Later, Jesus would speak of this prophecy. Catch 'em! I say prophecy. Later, Jesus spoke of this prophecy when He said, "And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto Me." Amen. Simeon said, "It's going to be a sword that's going to pierce through your heart, Mary." Amen. But the pain that's going to come. It's going to be for the fall and for the rising. There are going to be those who might not believe, but many hearts are going to be revealed. Many thoughts are going to be revealed by what's going to happen through this child. But I want to tell you, Mary, that even though you're going to feel pain in the future, amen, the reason why he's doing it is because somebody's going to experience redemption. Somebody's going to experience salvation. Somebody's going to experience forgiveness. Jesus said, if I be lifted up. uh, I will draw all people uh, unto me. Amen. This is the sign that Simeon spoke up. Jesus said that it was the sign of the prophet Jonah, meaning, amen, that although he would be crucified, but on the third day he will rise again, he will come Alive again, just like Jonah spent three days in the belly of the well. Jesus, uh, amen, declared uh, that he was going to spend time, uh, amen, in the underworld. He was going to spend time, uh, amen, in death, his humanity, amen. His body was going to be buried uh, in a tomb, amen. But, ladies and gentlemen, on the third day, uh, he was going to rise, Uh, he was going to come uh, alive again. He was not going to remain in Joseph's, amen, of Arimatheus. borrowed tomb, but he was going to come alive. Is anybody thankful that Jesus is alive? Amen. Can I remind everybody here today, can I remind those that are watching online, that if Jesus had not have come, if he had not died on the cross, if he did not come alive again on the third day, then we wouldn't be here this afternoon. Amen. If we were here, we won't have any hope of salvation. We won't have any hope of forgiveness. We won't have any hope of eternal life. But can I remind you that because Jesus Christ came to fulfill prophecy, we are here today. Because Jesus Christ came and died and came alive again, we can be forgiven. We can be set free. We can be filled with his spirit. We can have a hope concerning the future. We can have hope of eternal life because Jesus is alive today. I want to kiss somebody again. Him praise. I want to catch somebody magnify if you believe that he died and came alive again. Can you rejoice? Can somebody glorify? Can somebody magnify the name of Jesus? Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Turn somebody and tell them Jesus is alive. If you are here today and you're here feeling hopeless, you're here feeling helpless. You're here feeling worthless. I come to remind you that Jesus Christ came and died and came alive again to give you hope. I said, Jesus came. You don't have to leave here this afternoon hopeless. You don't have to leave here today feeling worthless. You don't have to leave here today feeling that you don't have a future. I come to remind you that the reason why Jesus went to the cross, the reason why he was buried in a borrowed tomb, and the reason why he came alive again the third day is so that you can be forgiven, so that you can have a future, so that you can have hope. Oh, praise God. Can somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. Amen, I kind of remind somebody that you can experience his wonderful salvation. I said you can experience. I want to catch somebody testify. Somebody who's been forgiven. Somebody who's been filled with his spirit. Come on, I want to catch somebody testify today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, the devil is a liar. You don't have to be perfect for God to love you. You don't have to be perfect for God to forgive you, for him to fill you with His spirit. You just got to recognize that you need a savior. You just got to believe in what he did. You just got to believe in who he is. You just got to believe in his ability to forgive you. Can somebody shout hallelujah? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, can I remind you that Simeon wasn't the only one in our scripture text who was led by the spirit into the temple that day. But there was also a prophetess. Can somebody say a prophetess? There's a prophetess named Anna who had been a widow for most of her life. She had been faithful to the Lord in her devotions and fastings and in prayers night and day, week after week, month after month, year after year. The Bible says she came in at the tail end of Simeon's prophecy and began to give God thanks and spoke of him to all of those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Here was a prophetess sensitive to the spirit of prophecy. And she began to witness to everyone who had been waiting for redemption that Jesus was the one that they had been looking for. She didn't point to herself and say, oh, look at me, I'm a prophetess. I'll never forget, I was in a minister's meeting. And in that meeting, there were different ones who were, the spirit of giving came into that meeting that um, there in Alexandria, because of times, one of the most influential uh, minister's meeting in our organization. And there are different ones who were giving Amen. They were giving to missionaries, and there were ones who were giving this, and they were giving that, and there was an evangelist, and this evangelist spoke up and said, I want to give such and such an amount from my ministry. I mean, they they were theatric just like that, from my ministry. And uh, whenever that individual finished, everybody just looked at them and just like, well, your ministry. When they announced the amount, it was very little. (laughs) was very little. I know, amen, that we should just give and doesn't matter the amount, but this individual want to pronounce who they were. Look at me. Look at me. I'm a prophetess. I'm like, no, 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 that's not how Anna was. Uh, amen, she didn't point out who she was. She didn't say, look at me, here's my card. Uh, amen, don't, 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 don't uh, uh, um, try to to disrespect me. I got my bodyguards around me protecting me. No, I'm a prophetess. No, that's not how she was. But the Bible says uh, that when Simeon holding the baby, Jesus, uh, amen, began to prophesy to Mary after he had blessed Mary and Joseph, uh, when the words came out, of the last words came out of his mouth, uh, amen, that this child, amen, uh, is. Gonna reveal the heart, the thoughts, and the hearts of many, amen, in Jerusalem, many in Israel, many around the world. As soon as those words left his mouth, Anna came in and she began to thank God. She began to give God praise. Hello, Lord. You know I lost my husband after only seven years of marriage. I've been living on my own. I've been here faithful to you. And Lord God, you gave me a promise like you gave that man, Simeon, that we're not gonna die until we see the Messiah. And now my eyes see him. Everybody that is here today, uh, you're coming to the temple. You're trying to offer up a sacrifice. Uh, you got enough money to offer up a bull. Uh, you got enough money to offer up a goat, uh, but they only have enough money to offer up a turtle dove. Uh, but I come to tell somebody that you're not going to have to offer up any animal because here's the Lamb of God uh, slain from before the foundation of the world. Uh, here's the Savior who has come uh, to bring us redemption. Uh, here's the one who has come to give us eternal life. Can I tell somebody here today that Jesus is the one? If you believe that, can somebody clap your hands Can somebody shout hallelujah. If you don't hear me say anything else, somebody hear me right now. The promise, the prophecy, and the prophetess pointed to the only one who had come to bring salvation to everyone. said the promise that Simeon had received uh, that he's not going to die until he saw the Lord's Christ. uh, The prophecy that he gave to Mary concerning the death of Jesus Christ uh, and the fact that his death was going to bring salvation uh, and the fact that Anna came in uh, and began, amen, to give God thanks uh, and to tell everybody amen that could hear her voice uh, that Jesus was the one. They all pointed uh, to the reality that Jesus is the Messiah, the only one who could bring salvation uh, not just to those uh, of a certain ethnicity, not just to those of a certain religion, uh, not just to the Jewish people, to the Jews first, uh, but also to the Greeks, uh, to those who are non Jews, uh, to those like you and I who are Gentiles. Uh, thank God the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, is for everybody. It doesn't matter who you are and here today. I come to tell you uh, that Jesus loves you uh, and He can forgive you. It doesn't matter who they are around Mount Vernon. Uh, I Come to tell somebody that Jesus loves them and he can forgive them. I come to remind you it doesn't matter who they are in Southern Illinois. Jesus loves them and he can forgive them because he's the only one that can do it. If you believe that, if you're grateful that you know who he is, can somebody clap your hands? Can you lift up your voice and can you praise God? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen, baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Spirit. You've got a testimony that he can do it. He can do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody and tell them Jesus can do it for you. Jesus. Amen. I hasten to a close as the musicians come. I will submit to you here today that there was one thing. Can somebody say one thing? There was one thing that both Simeon and Anna had in common. They were both faithful. Can somebody say faithful? Both have been faithfully waiting for the coming Messiah and were rewarded when they saw him with their own eyes. Both didn't keep quiet about it, but they lifted up their voice and they told others about Jesus. Can I remind us here today at Calvary Church that God honors faithfulness. I said God honors faithfulness. Faithfulness. Praise God. Simeon and Anna are a reminder to us that God will reward the faithful. I was seeking God for this service, and I didn't seem to get anywhere. I was like, Lord, amen. It wasn't until Friday night that the Lord simply spoke to me about Simeon and Anna. I began to see individuals in this church that we have, amen, been privileged to know through the years that we have been traveling, amen, these last 22 years. And you came to my Mine. I saw your faces. Uh, I saw individuals in this house. Uh, I began to think about those who have been faithful here at Calvary Church. And the Lord just wanted me to remind this local assembly that God is going to reward your faithfulness. I said God is going to reward your faithfulness. Thank God Simeon and Anna were faithful and remained hopeful while they waited. They were sensitive to the spirit and able to recognize when Jesus was in the house. Can I remind us today at Calvary that just like Simeon and Anna, so too must the church remain faithful and sensitive to the Spirit? Amen. I'm thankful, amen, that as the Spirit of God began to move around this place, every individual uh, who lifted up their hands, there were those uh, who got out of their seats. There are some that came to this front, to this altar. I'm thankful that this is still a church uh, that is sensitive to the Spirit. Uh, we've got to remain faithful and we've got to remain sensitive to the Spirit of Almighty God. But that's not all. We've got to tell others about this salvation. We've got to tell others that Jesus is coming again. It's the promise, the prophecy. And like Anna, the prophetess, so is the bride of Christ, the church. Amen. We are to prophetically declare to this world that he's the one that you're looking for. I said Jesus is the one that you're looking for. Can you stand with me all over this house? Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, can I remind you that they were waiting for his first coming. They were waiting for the first coming of the Messiah. But ladies and gentlemen, just as sure as we are here today, on this cold January Sunday, I remind you that Jesus is coming a second time. He's going to come for his bride, the church, and what is called the rapture. And then whether that's before the tribulation, the middle of the tribulation, after the tribulation, whatever your pastor teaches, it's going to happen. The rapture of the church is going to happen. But then after the rapture, we know according to the scriptures, amen, that eventually Jesus is going to come again a second time to this earth. When his feet will literally step upon the Mount of Olives. I saw, amen, a little video clip of the Mount of Olives just this weekend. That's where Jesus is coming. He's going to step foot on the Mount of Olives because he is coming a second time. The angel said to the disciples, as Jesus ascended into heaven, they said, this same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Jesus said it himself to his disciples. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. The writer of Hebrews said it like this, unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Can I remind us here today, Calvary, that this is the promise to every born-again believer, to everyone that has been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the precious gift of the Holy Spirit, Jesus is coming again. So no matter what happens in this world, no matter what happens in your finances, no matter what happens with your help, no matter what happens in your family, don't be troubled because Jesus is coming again. This is a promise that we have. Can somebody lift up your hands? Can somebody lift up your voice and praise God? Come on, somebody, thank the Lord that you have a promise, that soon and very soon we're going to see the King, that Jesus is coming for his bride, the church. Hallelujah. Oh, can somebody shout hallelujah? Simeon declared that Jesus was the light that brings revelation to all people, the glory of Israel, and that he prophesied that Jesus was a sign that would reveal the thoughts and hearts of many. That Jesus would bring a partial blindness to Israel is what he prophesied to those who did not believe while at the same time providing light to anyone who would believe no matter who they were. That's what he prophesied. Amen. The Apostle Paul picks up on this prophecy. Can somebody say prophecy? And he reminds us of God's ultimate plan and goal. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 10, verse number one, brothers and sisters, My heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. I believe at this particular time as we have witnessed what happened since October the 7th to Israel, as we see the devastation happening in the Gaza Strip, I believe that it's important for us to pray as Paul said that the Jewish people would come to believe that Jesus is their Messiah. Amen. Paul said it's my prayer that for God, for Israel, is that they might be saved. And then the next chapter, Romans chapter 11, the Apostle Paul went on to write and say, I don't want you, those who are Gentiles, who are part of the church, I don't want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers and sisters, so that you would not be conceited. A partial hardening, a partial blindness has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. Ladies and gentlemen, The Apostle Paul let us know in the next verse, after he said those words, until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in, that God is going to turn back to Israel in order to save them. I believe that we're getting close to the fullness of the Gentiles. I believe that the times of the Gentiles are about to be come in. Everything that we are witnessing happening over in the Middle East in Israel right now. (laughs) Can you imagine those who don't even believe in the Bible Yet all we hear is the Red Sea. We hear about Israel. We hear about the ancient land of, 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 of the tribes of Israel and of the Philistines. We hear it happening. Prophecy is happening right in front of our eyes. I believe that when the last Gentile is baptized in Jesus' name, I believe that when the last Gentile is filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit, I believe that the trumpet is going to sound. Amen. I believe that the church is going to be caught up and that God is going to begin to deal with Israel, what the Bible calls Jacob's trouble. Amen. God is going to begin to help them to see that he is their Messiah. Amen. When the battle of Armageddon happens and all the nations turn against Israel, Jesus is going to return. They're going to see the one in whom they have pierced, the Bible says. It's not going to be the rapture because that's in the blink of an eye. But the second coming of Jesus Christ, when all eyes, all the tribes of the earth, the Bible says, are going to see him coming. They're going to begin to mourn. Then they're going to begin to realize that he is the Messiah, the Savior of the world. That's the prophecy. But can I remind everybody here today? That just like the prophetess, Anna, can somebody say the prophetess? Just like the prophetess, Anna, the church who's waiting for the coming of the Lord must remain faithful and tell everyone we can the good news about Jesus Christ and this salvation that he offers to them. The church is like, Anna, amen, we're to keep on giving God praise. We're to keep on glorifying God no matter what you go through. Just keep on being faithful. Just keep on coming to the house of the Lord. Just keep on praying. Just keep on fasting. Just keep on believing. Just keep on declaring. Just keep on prophesying. Just keep on giving God thanks, because one of these days Jesus is going to come. Amen. If you believe that the church, amen, it's like the prophetess Anna that we have a responsibility to to let somebody know that Jesus is the one uh, that they're looking for, I wonder, can we close out this service uh, just like we did a few moments ago? I want to kiss somebody. Amen. Grab somebody by the hand. Uh, I wonder if you could come to the front uh, and say, "We've got a promise." Uh, amen. It's already been prophesied. Uh, amen. We have a hope beyond this life. Uh, I want to kiss somebody. Come to this front. Uh, I want to. Can you just lift up those hands towards heaven? Uh, I want to kiss somebody. Begin to praise God. Uh, the Bible says, "Simeon, begin to bless God." Uh, come on, somebody, begin to bless the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says "And say, Anna, begin to give God thanks. Uh, I want to get somebody to begin to get, just lift up your hands and begin to thank the Lord today. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the Calvary Church podcast. Calvary Church is located at 406 North 44th Street in Mount Vernon, Illinois. Service times are Sunday school at 1 p.m. every Sunday, except the last Sunday of each month, and worship service at 2 p.m. Also, we have an all-church service at 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday. Calvary Church is affiliated with the United Pentecostal Church International. Thank you and have a blessed day.